we were sort of happy she came out as early as she did because if she left it for even two years, three years, it would have been a problem. Because at that point, people were starting to try and grasp gender a little more. That is Jonah Brooks. And this is Tiny Conversations. I'm Brian Colley. On this episode, I'm doing things a bit different. I'm going to play you a conversation I had with two people. Allison Brooks, who's Jonah's mom, and Jonah. I am 11 years old, and uh, I have a transgender parent. That's about the only thing that's extremely interesting about me. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. You play piano. You're apparently... But Jonah didn't always know one of his parents was transgender. And Allison didn't know her partner was transgender. And neither did her partner, Dee. Dee and Allison got married after Allison got pregnant with Jonah. At this time, Dee went by another name and thought she was a man. She thought this because she was born with a male body, and that's what people told her. But deep down, Dee didn't feel comfortable in this assigned gender. But she still tried to repress these feelings. When Allison was with Dee, and before Dee came out, she knew something was up. Eventually, after being diagnosed with clinical depression and going on medication and psychotherapy, Allison could still tell that Dee was hiding something. Allison eventually asked, and Dee finally came out as being transgender. For a while, Allison and Dee tried to make their marriage work. They eventually decided to get a divorce. It was around this time, when Jonah was six, Dee decided to come out to him as transgender, and Allison and Dee let him know that they were getting a divorce. When Allison told me she wanted to talk about this, what it was like to have her partner come out as trans, and have her marriage end in divorce, I was nervous. When she said her son would join us, I was uncertain. I wanted to make sure I was ready to hear their story and then share that story. I eventually met up with Allison and Jonah in their home with their tiny dog in the backyard before Jonah went to one of his many extracurricular activities to talk about this ongoing part of their life. Here's that conversation. You both went through something that I think a lot of people don't go through. I guess we can go through both of you if you want to describe what that experience was of having someone in your life who then told you that they are trans. Jonah um, was an accident birth, and so uh, his dad and I got together, and or, or stayed together basically. And then when you were three and a half, we got we actually got married. About a year after the marriage kind of thing, I was just upstairs in this house, and um, I was looking at Derek, and I said her name at the time was Derek. And I feel weird actually even referring to her now as Derek or as a guy. It's kind of weird. We've we've fully like switched over in terms of pronouns and conceptualizations and things like that. And I did, but I just looked at him and I was like, Derek, what are you hiding? I think it was just a matter of like, actually, if you just follow somebody that you're very close to for long enough and you can see sort of a a certain inattentiveness or a bifurcation or a division of, of their thought process somehow and you're like, something's off. So I just, I had to ask the question and it was two days, full days of like sort of, you know, ah. and then he came back to me and said, um, I'm pretty sure I'm a cross dresser, but don't worry, I'm never going to be one of those guys that goes full, you know, full spectrum and has surgery because she didn't even, I'll, I'll start to refer to her as she now because that's what it is. She didn't know when she was first starting out, like of the spectrum of where you might land, uh, you know, from a casual cross dresser to a full time post SRS you know, transsexual, where she was going to land. And so it was like this extra odd process of actually trying to figure that out. And, you know, 
and kind of re-knitting your identity at the same time. So I, I always say it's like kind of taking this giant urn full of like a million marbles and dumping out everything on the floor and picking up cooking and being, do I really like cooking or is that part of the former lie that I had as my old life kind of thing? Do I really like carpentry or whatever kind of thing? There were other things in hindsight. She had done this as a child. She had a pattern of dressing up in women's clothes as, as a kid, um, feeling like she was, you know, in, a, in the wrong gender as a kid. But in like 1979 or whatever, it would have been, that would have been just a disastrous. Or 70, six, yeah. She was six years old in 79. That would have been a disastrous place to try to, to uh, wrestle, wrestle with those emotions, I think. So ultimately, it was probably about a year, year and a half into like super huge amounts of therapy counts, like personal therapy, my therapy, her therapy, our couples counseling therapy, family counseling, all sorts of stuff that we realized that it just wasn't going to work because she needed to be on this path. And I, you know, was fairly early on in the evaluative process where I realized that I wasn't really able to make that work. Like, I think she would have stayed with the marriage, but for me, that didn't work. So I had to, I couldn't stay in it. Part of the process for me was like trying to figure out, sort of watching your husband in a, in the very er earliest stages of this kind of, uh, like grow their hair a little longer, get their eyebrows a little, you know, finer, all that, like this sort of feminization of what you're, you know of as your husband. So shortly uh, along, I guess like a year into it, when we decided to tell Jonah, and I think that was pretty difficult at, at first. Um, the divorce part of it, a lot of the gender stuff didn't, to four-year-olds or five-year-olds kind of thing, we were kind of lucky. Yeah, we were kind of lucky. It didn't matter. Like, we would have Jonah's friends come over when Dee was, you know, pretty full into, like, you know, yeah. that that period of where you need to be dressing as a woman, and they would be like, oh, Derek, you look so pretty today, you know, like, and they wouldn't care at all, you know, that sort of stuff. So we knew that that was better than, you know, could be, but it was, it was still a whole very long five-year arduous process of sorting a whole bunch of stuff out and there are lots of not pretty parts but I think that we were pretty committed to being there for you I think and not yeah. having you lose either one of your parents over it or um, that sort of stuff and to try to make you still have like a pretty decent life as a regular boy kind of thing. So now she's she's actually is post-SRS, um, post-sexual reassignment surgery mm -hmm. about three four years now remarried to a woman named Jessa, and um, and I'm also remarried to a, Michael, a man named Michael. I originally got told, and I thought, you know, a little bit of it, and I knew that I knew what a divorce was. I just, I, I, I didn't know how to pronounce it. I was four or five, and I really, to be honest, I knew first they were going to divorce, and then I, as soon as I sat down and was explained that she was trans, I, you know, I was like, oh, cool. I, I, I honestly... Sure, it was an impact, but it never made me feel, you know, sad or anything. I mean, if it, if it had been five or six years later, it would have been a lot harder to accept. A lot. And and then I knew that they were divorcing, and I was a little sad about that, and then, or pretty sad about that. And then Dee moved out, and she moved over to Ossington Street and continued on with her life. And so I would go, you know, two days at one house, then switch over to the next two days from another house, and then finally go for three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, on the weekend. So that that went on for three or four years. Um, by that time, Dee had met another partner, and so had Allison. And everybody was kind of deep in their lives. The life of both my parents started to like continue on, and it wasn't the sort of thing that deprived me of either parent, but it was sort of a... Now I have four parents. Now for you, Jonah, 
your approach to everything from just what you've described has been really amazing. And I wish more people reacted to just change in general that way. What were the hardest parts for you? It would have been a lot easier to have just a dad, a mom, and a dog. <laughs> but uh, sadly, that's not the way it goes. And so the, the it was challenging, definitely. But the hardest part was probably um, all of it. Transitioning, explaining everything. Just There's just a lot. And uh, I never really sit down and think about it and really just talk to someone or or, or think over your whole life and what you've been through. There's a lot of explaining to do. <laughs> yeah. That was the main part of it. That was the hardest part. It was the, the explaining. And for the first three or four years of transitioning, her job was ex- to explain to the coaches. And then my job was if anybody, any kid asked, I'd have to explain to them. I kind of developed a way of explaining it. Uh, I, I, either if I'm in a rush or going somewhere or just playing a game or something like that, I say a long story and explain it to them after whatever I'm doing. If I'm in a position where I can't explain what, what, what it is, I will tell them yeah, she's transgender, which means she was born as a man, or in later years, I would say born male, and then transitioned to female, mainly because she didn't really feel right. And that was kind of it. And, you know, a lot of people get really confused by that, and they just they decide not to pry or press further. But for those of you who did, it was it was really kind of, it became this awkward sort of oblivion of there, there's, there, there, this, 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 if, if this is the conversation, right, there's off to the side, there's nothing to say. There's mm-hmm. there's no way of explaining. I mean, it's, I mean, for everybody who pried, they didn't get any information because you can't explain it. You got to, you have a, you have to, I guess, witness it or experience it in some form or fashion. You're differentiating right now between sex and gender, which is something I struggle to explain to people. And and you're like, well, let me explain it to you as best as I can. And after that, you just got to kind of figure it out yourself. I don't know what both of you are doing. Just the the, the patience you have and the openness is so courageous. Mm -hmm. That's probably the biggest thing that struck me is how strong all of you seem. Mm. And I'm wondering where that strength comes from. It was very difficult. I mean, the marriage is difficult. Decoupling from that is difficult because it's not something that you have any control over. Though There were a number of very not pretty years. It's a lot to go through for the person who's going through the transition. There's all the things that they have to go through, all the you know hormones that they have to go on. And then you're trying to be the other parent who, or you know co-parent with that person who's going through that. That's very difficult. But we wouldn't have been whole um, at the end of all of this in any measure with, without that ability to walk through that with with professionals who could be very helpful. Um, we used to um, we used to take Jonah to a form of just art therapy. We realized through art therapy that there was like an incidental kind of wholesale devaluation of what it was to be a boy. So he would be drawing like, the, or making uh, people in a skateboard park and everybody who was like an adult female or a kid female or a dad would be big and the little boys were really tiny. So it was like his conception of what boys were. It was very small in some sort of regard. And so we had to, you know, chats with him about that sort of stuff. I think we kind of just committed a lot to trying to make his life as much as just a regular boy life kind of thing. So we have uh, grown to be able to chat with people who are, you know, 
um, receptive to it, mm-hmm. and also to chat with people who aren't receptive to it to try to work through stuff. We were sort of happy she came out as early as she did because if she'd left it for even two years, three years, it would have been a problem. Because at that point, people were starting to, 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 to try and grasp gender a little more. If so one person becomes a girl suddenly, no one really cares. Until there's more groups, like there's, you know, popularness or the goths, the jocks, people who play sports. In a way, I try and stay in the middle of a couple of these different groups because the, the truth of the matter is to me that the coolest people are the people who can hang out with anybody. Not the ones who are like, no, no, I, I'm good at one thing, so, you know, I'm just going to go over here and hang out with people who are good at what I'm good at, which is, you know, acceptable, but at the same time, it's not really cool. I'm so thankful to Allison, Jonah, and Dee for opening up to me, and I'm so happy that I get to share this story with you. Their story is only one of many stories about coming out as transgender. And you can learn more about what it means to be transgender by going to glad.org slash transgender. That's G-L-A-A-D dot org. You can also hear this entire unedited conversation by going to tinyconversations.com. And I really encourage you to listen to the full thing. It's about an hour long, but it's just so open and genuine and something I think you'll really like. While there, you can also listen to past episodes, and if you really like this episode, you can subscribe in either iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, I have links on the website that you can click on. If you're already subscribed, I really hope that you'll tell a friend. The more people who listen to this show, the better. I come out with a new episode every other Monday, and if you are subscribing, you'll be the first person to get that episode. Okay, that's it from me. I'm Brian Colley. Thanks so much for listening.